Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is all about idea generation. It's a topic we love. But I have to try and keep Sandra under control as she comes up with some very bizarre ideas. But I'll let you hear about those in the show. Now, if you've ever sat with a blank sheet of paper, not knowing what to create, then this episode is for you. You really don't need to wait for that eureka moment to have an idea. There are lots of different creative techniques that you can try out. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode, which is all about how to find ideas for your creative projects. But before we get onto that, once again, I just want to thank everyone for sharing your work with us on social media and in the Facebook group. Speaking of the group, Tara, I noticed yesterday that we're up to almost 300 people. I'm sure it wasn't that long ago we were saying we're up to almost 200 and I was chuffed to pieces even then. So thanks to everybody who's joined us and don't be shy. Please feel free to share the work you do for the challenges along with any tips you'd like to share or questions you might have. We've got a real nice bunch of people in the group all cheering each other on. So it's a great place to be. We're actually recording today's episode in May because Tara is off on holiday next week. So by the time this episode airs, hopefully there'll be a lot of people joining in the June challenges. But meanwhile, Tara, what is new with you? I feel really, really boring this week because I can't (laughs) think of anything new. But but I am really enjoying doing some quick time sketches that I've been doing for the challenges. It's really weird, but I seem to like putting a timer on. Is that odd? Anyway. Um, and also, I've been thinking about what arty stuff I might take on holiday with me. Because by the time this episode airs, I'll actually be back. But um, I've been thinking I might take some watercolour pencils and a few sketchbooks, stuff like that. And hopefully actually do a bit of drawing while I'm there. So what about you? More interested than my week? Oh, I don't know. I think your week sounds lovely. And you, you'll be packing to go on holiday, so you'll be kept really busy in the next few days, won't you? Yeah, and I've got to sort out all our social media and all bits for the site. I, I know, and I should warn everybody when Tara's away, I'm like, ah, what do you do? Because we all have our, we have our own things, don't we, that we work on. So I tend to take care of the podcast notes and all this stuff and, and other bits and content sometimes for the site and you are very very much the techie one the social media one and all the the, the, does the little videos and and I I don't have we don't have a clue what each other does do we really (laughs) it all just (laughs) seems to melt together nicely and now you're going away and abandoning me and I'm like oh my god what have I got to do (laughs) so if if you can make some more funny videos can't you she did some great (laughs) ones recently the the shower scene oh do you you want (laughs) Did you want another sexy shower scene? Yes, please. (laughs) If nobody knows this, this is what happened. Um, Sandra made this video of herself in the shower, but (laughs) ridiculously didn't think about putting a bikini on before she actually did it. So had to be really careful of how she was sticking her arms out of the curtain. But I just get this video that I didn't know she was making, dropping my inbox, and it said, open if you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, there we go. I did have to crop it. Uh, it yeah. was originally a full-length video, but things <laughs> things kept popping out of the shower screen. So, yeah. Now, that was a bit of fun. Yes, I have been making some videos. Um, I can't even remember what I was saying now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I have been making some silly videos. They are fun. They are fun. But, yeah, so I just wanted to say, if things go a little bit pear-shaped, you'll know why. It's because Tara's disappeared and left me. So I'll be trying to run things on my own. So um, wish me luck. Um, fine. Yeah. So what's new with me? Um, well, I am going to be sinking my teeth into three new paintings soon. So I've got a commission to start, and that's a triptych, which I've never done before. Um, tri- oh, is that with three panels? Yeah, it's like one big one and then sort of two long, thin ones next to it. I've never done one, but I've ordered the canvases, so they should be arriving any time now. 
can't remember if I mentioned the company Loxley sent me a canvas to try out. Did I say that yeah, before? Yeah. So I'm going to make a review video of that one too. So that'll be fun. Um, I've drawn up a composition on the canvas. So hopefully I can start on that one in the next few days. Still haven't found quite the right composition for the other painting that I was talking about in our last episode. Um, I'm still working on that one as we speak, but fingers crossed I'll be starting on that one as well. So funny isn't it I haven't had a painting on the go for quite a while now because so many other things have been going on and I'm never happy when that happens but now I've got three all coming up at once well you've got more than three haven't you really because you've got the triptych is it triptych oh well I suppose yeah it could be you could say five couldn't you yeah so what's the little one can you I know you didn't want to give away what the other one you were doing but can you tell us yeah I'm just going to do some bubbles Remember I did the bubble painting before? The fish, one with the fish Yeah, one with the goldfish. Yeah. I'm just going to do bubbles. I don't think I'm going to put anything in the bubble. I'll see. I don't think so. But yeah, just just bubbles. Googly eyes? Googly eyes on the bubbles? Googly eyes. <laughs> Only if I just stick them on on the canvas. I've got loads of them in my craft kit. <laughs> but it's funny, isn't it? Everything happens at once and you, you don't have anything and then suddenly I'm inundated with ideas and things to do. But I think that leads me quite nicely into today's episode, which is all about how to generate ideas for your creative projects and this is something that Tara is a genuine expert on and she has loads of really fantastic suggestions to help you and this could be for any type of creative project whether it's an idea for a poem or a story piece of art cartoon um, sculpture I mean the list is endless isn't it and as an artist myself I know how hard it can be sometimes to think of new ideas but I never realize that there are actual methods that you can use to come up with them So Tara knows way more about this topic than I do, um, and I'm sure you'll be pleased to know that she'll be doing most of the waffling today. So Tara, first of all, tell us how you learned all of the methods you're going to share with us. This is something I've never seen taught anywhere. Well, first of all, I don't think I'll be the one doing all the waffling. I don't believe it for one minute. What are you trying to say? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, um, I, I became fascinated. First of all, the first time I learned about a creative thinking method was at art college. And it just blew my mind because before then I used to do things really traditionally. So I'd just draw like churches and cottages all in, you know, do them in watercolour. And I get to college and they give us this task of, it was actually mind mapping, which I'm going to go into a bit more later. But we basically, you know, had this word and then all these associated words. And then we had to tie them together and take each of those elements and make a picture out of it. So, you know, I think I had like there was a clown in mine and shoe. So I'd end up drawing this picture where there was a clown nose on the end of a shoe, which sounds bizarre, but it really sort of got my mind thinking sort of totally differently. And after that, I became fascinated with the idea of having ideas and why were some people better at it than others? And I started reading loads of books, like anything I could get my hands on. You know, then more recently, I've watched courses, things like that. And I just like the idea that Someone who's sat there with a blank sheet of paper doesn't have to do that because you don't have to just wait for that eureka moment. You can actually try different things. So, yeah, we're going to go through those in a bit. But how do you come up with ideas for paintings? Well, I think I've unwittingly made it easier for myself because I paint in one genre and I tend to be drawn to reflective objects. So that narrows things down for me right away um I think it's a lot harder for people to find ideas when they're trying to pluck something out of the air and they paint anything from landscapes to portraits to still life but that said I mean I do get blocks from time to time and it's a horrible feeling so so what do you do when you get blocked sulk um (laughs) adopt the fetal position honestly I've I've always felt at my absolute worst when I don't have a painting on the go and the longer it goes on for the worse I feel so sometimes it's a lack of time but other times it's just because I draw a blank but for whatever reason it is I'm always a much happier person when I finally pick up the paintbrush but what do I do well yeah to be honest I just get miserable and I, and I end up kind of waiting for the brushes to start calling me and then it normally ties in with an idea coming along but I never really thought of how to find an idea with using a method if you know what I mean yeah so you basically you are waiting for the eureka yeah that's exactly it yeah yeah I I think everyone gets like that I mean even when you've got these creative thinking techniques 
you know, sometimes you'll still sit there and then you have to actually physically make yourself, you know, work through them. Hmm. Um, And as I mentioned before, you know, there's lots of different creative techniques, but the mind mapping that I mentioned that I learned at college, that is probably my go-to method that I always use. Have you done mind mapping before? No, I I don't even know really. I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is, to be honest. I've heard you speaking about it before, but I don't really understand it. How, How does it work? Well, I don't even know if my method is actually proper, as you would say, proper mind mapping. Mm. Because because mind mapping can be used in lots of different ways. So, for example, if you were trying to organise content for a book, you could do it in a very structured form where you said chapter one and then after chapter one, you'd have another branch that says, you know, this is going to be in this chapter and then another branch and all the content. But, but what I do is much more sort of free-flowing. So I would start with a core word in the middle for example, you you like drawing reflective things, don't you? Yeah. Like glass. Yeah. So if I was going to do something like that, I might put the word glass in the middle of the page and yeah. put a big circle around it. And then I'd branch off. So I'd put a little line and then I'd think of something that was glass. So you might get the obvious things like bottle or window, things like that. But then from there, you might go, okay, window. And then you might put I because, you know, it's the window to your world sort of thing. Mm. Um, so I like to go off on a little bit on tangents, but you can also start then drawing things. So, for example, if I took the idea of the eye and I drew that shape as a little doodle, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, really well drawn. I could then look at it and think, what does that eye look like? So the shape of the eye might remind me of a leaf, you know, and I'd write that down. So each time you're just branching off further and further with that word. And um, once you sort of exhaust that, you might go back to the middle word. But then what you could do is you might think, okay, I could do a composition that somehow got leaves in it and bottles. You could take elements of that chain. Can you hear that outside? (laughs) Don't you think I live in New York? Oh, God. (laughs) Just a little village. (laughs) Something's going down over here. Yeah, no, sorry, I've just got distracted. But I I do get what you mean. But those, those words that you're saying, so in a way you're almost trying to not think of an obvious link but you're thinking of a less obvious link to each word to make it, you know, to make your mind work harder. Is that right? Yeah, but the basic idea is associations. So you can start with the obvious things, but then don't be confined to the obvious things. So, you you know, you start with bottle, glass, but then mm. you might go liquid, and then liquid might go to, instead of going to an obvious like wine, it might go to river, and yeah, river might yeah. go to mountains. That- I see, yeah, yeah. And then so, you, you keep going until you find a subject that you think. Yeah, keep like going until you find, yeah. Or you might combine some of those topics. You know, like I said, you might somehow combine leaves, leaves reflecting in a bottle or, you know, any of those different elements and put them together. But yeah, I sort of love that method. And if, I, if I've got a graphic design job, that will be one of my go-to methods. So if I had to come up with logo ideas and say it was for a plumber or something, I'd probably write plumbing in the middle. And then put all the obvious things, you know, like shower, taps, and then branch that off and see what I get from it. And those those little ideas I could take as icons and make them and, you know, just develop it a little bit that way. Except now if you if you wrote the word shower, the first thing of you course, think of yeah. is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a really good idea, actually. I've never, ever tried it. I've never tried that method, but I think I should. Next time yeah. I have a block, I think I'm actually going to try that because even that thing in itself sounds kind of creative. And I like thinking creatively as well. So that actually would make it almost scratch the itch while you're going through the blank. Yeah. I've got another idea um, and I've used this one really, really successfully myself. And it's the random word method, which you know about. I know that. Mm-hmm. But you might remember I've spoken about this before, but an artist friend of mine, Suzanne Berry and I, we used to take turns in picking a random word and then we'd challenge each other to paint something based on that word. And we used to do this about, well, we used to do it every month and I think it ran for about a year. And I did some really successful paintings um, and so did Suzanne from that method. So, for example, one of the words, it was evidence. So I painted a white cup and saucer with a lipstick mark on the rim, which you might have seen. That's um, what I really like. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone loves that painting and it's sold in a nanosecond. It just literally, as soon as I put it up, it had gone. 
and uh somebody else has asked me to do another one as well so i, I will get around to doing another one would you do that would you do it again would you be okay? i wouldn't do exactly the same painting again no i couldn't even if i wanted to you could never replicate something like that but um i'd do something with a similar story behind it do you see what yeah. i mean and there, I found painting something white really interesting. Have you got any idea how many colours is in white? It's amazing. See, I'm quite surprised by that because hmm. that isn't glass and you love glass so much. Yeah, but it was still reflective. Yeah. Do you remember the boiled egg and soldier yeah. one um, and the raw egg I did? Well, that they were both random word paintings from the word breakfast. But it was actually the raw egg white that I really enjoyed painting because obviously that's reflective. And also the boiled egg and soldiers, it was the reflections coming off of the yolk and also the egg cup, which is white. I find those things really interesting to paint. And I did another one um, and that was inspired by the word text. And that was, I don't know if you've seen it, the clear marble sitting on a sheet of music. Yes, I've seen that one. Yeah. And that was the one that was featured on the front of the magazine. Oh, so, right. Yeah. When we were talking about the hamster cage versus your cover of the magazine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they're just three of four of several paintings I did using that very method. And most of them were only really small paintings, but they really proved quite popular. So, yeah, the random word method is definitely one I've used and I highly recommend. And on that, that note, before we go on, as I was writing up my notes for this episode last night, I had um, a bit of a light bulb moment. I know that some people don't always have the time to take part in the smaller challenges because they want to use that time for the bigger projects. And it got me wondering how we could help those people as well. So Tara and I have decided to introduce a brand new challenge, which will run every month from July. So each month we'll be hosting a random word challenge. So at the beginning of each month, we will pick a new random word and we'll share it with you firstly on the newsletter and then on the Facebook group. And the challenge will be to create something inspired by that word by the end of the month. So you've got a whole month to work on one project. But of course, we would encourage you to post your progress shots on social media. It, you know, you don't have to, but it would be good. Um but that's one for the artists out there who want to do more than the smaller daily challenge. Well, I was actually going to say that I don't actually think it has to be just for artists because if we put a word up there, there's no reason that somebody can't write a story based on that word. Piece of or, music. Yeah, poem, anything. So yeah. I think we keep it more open and so anyone can join in. So if you want to write a story, just, I mean, by all means, join our Facebook group, but just post snippets of your story and share those on social media because we'd love to see those as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or even just tell us how you're getting on. Yeah. You know? I was going to say the random word thing we were talking about before, you can actually combine that with the idea of mind mapping and take it a little bit further and use it for all sorts of things. Mm. So if, for example, you went to a random word generator, of which there's quite a few online, just, just Google those, you start with a cool word, whatever it gave you, and then you can either link it back to whatever you're working on. So, for example, if you're working on glass you know, you wanted something to do with glass, you'd find a random word and then mind map out that random word and then see how you can link it back to glass in some way or reflections. So sometimes at work, I used to have to come up with ideas for adverts and you'd get a product or something they needed and you'd sit down, you'd do your normal method. So I'd start off my mind mapping and I'd exhaust that coming up with ideas. So I think, okay, let's, let's try a random word. And what it does is give you this completely different input that you would never have had otherwise. It's almost like having another person there with you, helping you. So I don't know, do you want to give it a go and we'll try it? Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so, so we, we need to come up with a product that we're going to advertise because obviously what we used to do was oh god i used to have some weird products i had to advertise like animal pharmaceutical products for farmers okay uh, <laughs> but we won't do one of those what about, so, in, what about inflatable pants no so pants not. that have no. a way of blowing up yeah because no. i was thinking the other day <laughs> I, I was thinking the other day i was sitting in paul's van and his van is really hard and i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking if I had if my pants were inflatable, I could just blow them up and, and it basically means you've got a cushion whenever you want one. I think that's a good idea. No. We need to start with something relatively sensible because no doubt with us we're gonna get slightly silly anyway. So something a bit more sensible. And we've already done an episode, I think it might have been my podcast, where you went on about electric knickers. Oh yeah, electric knickers. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that either. <laughs> X-ray goggles? I don't know. What goggles? 
X-ray goggles. <laughs> no, we're not, not doing that. Something sensible like shoes, perfume. Oh, let's go with perfume. Uh, let's go with perfume then. Let's be boring. Okay. So <laughs> I've actually got a random word generator open. It just so happens on my screen. <laughs> and what? where did you go to get your random word? Just so uh, everyone knows. Yeah. Randomwordgenerator.com. Okay. And I, you can choose then like a verb, a noun, an adjective, all those other fancy things. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try a noun because sometimes nouns work better and we've no idea if it's going to work. So let's, shall I go for it? Okay. I just want to point out to everybody yeah. that this has, this is totally ad lib. We have not previously spoken no. about this. I have no idea what the word's going to be. This bit is completely plucked out of the air. And I don't know what it is either. <laughs> and I, I would normally do this in a quiet room. Uh. <laughs> right. So we're going for perfume. Hmm. And I'm going to hit this random word generator, okay? So I'm just going to generate one random noun. And we've got tooth. Okay, so what I would then do, and you're going to do as well, Sandra, is we take the word tooth. Have you got a pen? No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I haven't got a pen. Hang oh, on. Come on, get a pen. Let me see if I've got an, I've got an eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> No, great. You're not putting an eyeliner on. What are you doing? <coughs> no. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll open the notes on my phone and do it that way, shall I? Oh, I'll tell you what. Do it on your phone, but just write words. That will do. Okay. All right. Okay. So so we've got tooth, and that's in the middle or on you. It's on the top of your notes. Okay. Tooth. We're, we're going to think of words that are related to tooth. So I don't know. We might have tongue. Tongue? Yes. I see your mouth. Oh, you mean tongue? Yeah, I can't say. Yeah, I can't say that word. Kevin takes a mickey at me when I say it. <laughs> oh dear, it's your accent, isn't it? That's what I'm it is. Thinking, how does a tongue relate to a tooth? <laughs> okay, so yeah, so you want. Okay, to... so what else relates to tooth? So hang on a minute. Am I not making a word relate to tongue now? Then yeah, we can do, or we can go back to tooth. So you can do. So you oh, can make another oh. branch from tooth if you wanted to, or we can follow on from tongue. Shine. So Okay. Both of them shine, actually, don't they? Teeth oh, and tongue. My tongue doesn't really shine that much. <laughs> okay, so then we could take one of those, either shine or tongue, and we're going to branch off of there. So which one are we going for? So tongue, we might have, it makes me think of a dog. And then from dog, what might we have from dog? Oh, God, I dread to think what you're going to say with this. One. <laughs> the dog hair creatures you've made. Yeah, let's go with fur. Fur. Okay, so then, then what we do, we obviously keep that going for a lot longer and, and do that, but then we'd look at any of these words, like tongue, dog, fur. Can any of those give us any ideas that we could use for a perfume ad? So, I mean, I would immediately think how bad a dog can smell sometimes. And may, well, obviously, we're, let's assume we're going to do a perfume for humans. <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. The perfume has spilled or a tiny bit of the perfume has spilled or the, or the woman has sprayed it and behind her the dog was sitting and then the husband gets home and he he thinks, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm in for a treat tonight and then finds the dog's actually lying in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, love maybe it. not that sexy for the perfume. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, okay. so that's what we're going to do. Are we doing perfume still? Or shall we do shoes? Let's pair do of shoes. shoes. Let's do shoes. Let's go for shoes. All right, I'm going for the new noun. Okay. Literature. So he's right in the middle of the page. Literature, yeah. And then I'd immediately think book. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, well, I was going to say word. Okay. Word. So where would you go from word? What association with word? Um, poem. Poem. Okay, then from poem... Well, I was going to say book, but... Okay, that's fine. Okay, for book. Okay, and then we see how we can relate anything from that list back to shoes. Well, you could obviously have an advert where you do a poetry, an ode to a shoe, because you love those shoes so much. <laughs> or there's actually a, a poetry reading that's all about shoes, because all these people are so in love with shoes. Hmm. Um, I'm thinking of a pair of shoes walking along that, is it? Where's that strip in America? I was just thinking that as well. Were you? With the, the um, famous people's names on stars. Is yeah. That 
Do you know what would be really cool, actually? I don't, because that almost comes from, I suppose, the literature idea as well, doesn't it? That's probably where it's popped in both of our heads from. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but what? I don't know where we go. So, but you could imagine someone walking down there, almost getting in the footprints of those people and almost taking on that persona or something. Yeah, like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. So, you know, she suddenly walks off and she becomes her. That'd be quite nice. Oh, I like that. You know, shoes for any any occasion or any, you know. Let's do another mood. one. Let's right, do okay. one more. Okay, what product are we going to go for? I don't know. You've got to pick this one. Um, no, <clears throat> we're not having anything ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about tea bags? Oh, tea bags. Well, you wanted something boring. Okay. I like tea bags. I like tea bags. Right, and we've got a random word of height. So we write down height. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then what? What? Mountain. You, exactly. That's what I think as well. Oh, we're okay. so in tune. <laughs> and then what else? Okay. Okay. So height, mountain. Oh, fresh air. Fresh air. Okay. It might have pine trees or whatever they're called. Okay. Then we might have branches. Mm-hmm. Maybe makes me think of a nest for some reason. Okay. Fresh air. I would say cold cold yeah pine trees what would that make you think of smell smell Mm. you know the smell of pine yeah what we do obviously we'd have way way more going on on our page but then we'd look at any of that and think how can we relate back to to mountains Mm. yeah to mountains to tea bags (laughs) i see right Okay, so maybe you've got an expedition going up a mountain, yeah, and and they've basically had to dump all pretty much all their stuff because it's got so hazardous and windy and cold. Yeah, and somebody's almost fallen down a mountain. They've been dangling on a rope, but all they've managed to save is their tea bags (laughs) for when they get up to the top. And then they sit there and get lovely and warm with their steaming hot cup of tea in the mountains. In the mountains. And then they die of starvation because they've got no food. No, but at least they've enjoyed a nice cup of tea. (laughs) I get it more than I did because I was thinking that you had to continuously choose words from the first word, but you don't. You choose words from any of the words on the list at any point. We're mind mapping out the random word and then using anything from within. So almost basically coming up with a load of random words, essentially. Great idea. And I imagine that would be one of those things that would work really, really well for writers as well. So, I don't know, so, for example, if your word happens to be something like hallway, then immediately you've got a place. And if your imagination is any good, then you'll be able to picture that place and then think about why your character might be there. And if you can't think of that, pick another random word and it can trigger more ideas. And if it doesn't, just keep picking words until something connects. Yeah, and mind map them out as well, like we've just yeah. done. We do exactly the same thing for writing. Speaking of writing, another really good technique to find ideas is free writing. And um, free writing is like a brain dump, and it's where you write without stopping for a set period of time. So it's anything and everything that comes into your head. And if you can't think of what to write, you just write randomly or just keep repeating yourself. And the theory is that we normally censor ourselves, so we may not ever really know what our subconscious is thinking. So by free writing, we don't give ourselves the chance for censorship. And I've got to say, I'm slightly nervous about what my subconscious might reveal if I write it. Well, maybe you should give it a go. Let's not do it on air. (laughs) No, maybe not. But yeah, I mean... (laughs) I've, I've used it and and well, one of the things you can do is is almost like we just talked about the random word there because what you will find is you'll be writing stuff about this topic and it ends up being complete junk and, mm. and you'll when I make typos all the time anyway but obviously you'll make more because you're writing quickly and you're not editing but you'll get these things things and you'll suddenly start and you think oh god I can't think of what to write and oh shall I get a cup of tea you know, these weird things pop in, but you can then use that, shall I get a cup of tea? That's the randomness thrown in there. So you can almost try and link that to whatever it is, you know, you're trying to come up with ideas for. So it's at, it's actually basically all of your thoughts that never normally come out, just coming out on the page. Yes. But the, but then also because you get stuck, yeah. you you come up with odd things as well, which are also... You like, know, I can't think what to write. I can't think what to write. Yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. You just keep writing it though. Yeah, or you, or you won't literally write down, I could do with a cup of tea. Mm. Um, and But I say that might be useful for something. You know, you can build that in somehow. 
you know the ra- the added randomness but i i just find it so weird because it, it does work and i actually use it to come up with the i don't know if you've seen my post-it cartoons yeah, i did yeah. a few years ago <laughs> yeah. well originally uh, originally that was going to be a project i was doing with someone else and it was to come up with a style for a startup cartoon you know for a business startup mm. and i tried drawing these little people and they just look really really boring you know just normal cartoons yeah so in the end I um free wrote it so I think I started and just put um I need to come up with a style for startup cartoons and I probably set myself five or ten minutes and by doing that somewhere within my writing the idea of post-it notes came up because you know when you see these videos about startups they've always got all these little post-its on the wall yeah so that was like the start of that. And I thought, oh, I, you know, actually, when I finished, I thought I could use that and make the cartoon. So then it was a case of taking that general idea and then just experimenting with different ways I might be able to you know, make a cartoon character with it. So that really does work. Have you ever heard of that app for writers? I think there are a few different ones, but there's one and it deletes your text backwards if you stop writing for more than five seconds. And right. it ca- yeah, and it carries on deleting until you start writing again. I think it's called something like the sadistic writer or the... <laughs> no. Oh, no, no, sorry. The, I think it's the sadistic app for writers, actually. Oh, right. Let me just quickly right. check on my phone. I had it written down. Yeah, so, the sadistic app for writers, not the sadistic writer. Sadistic <laughs> app for totally writers. different app. That and one. You, but you can get other ones. Um, you know, you can get all sorts of other ones, and one of them I think just turns your screen bright red and deletes everything. And but it's scary if you think of that, um, especially if you're if you're writing a book and you got to write a certain amount of words, and it it stops you from just drawing a blank. You have to write something. Does it literally save it somewhere else? No. No. Oh, God. It makes you write. It makes you write. So I don't think I'd be anywhere near brave enough to do that. I I think I would try it if I was just free writing, like we were just talking. But I definitely. No, no way. Yeah, I was going to say that nothing is ever original. We've heard that before. You must have heard that. Yeah. Yeah. So everything is tends to be a combination of different ideas or twists on things and they're all just mashed up and you know come out a different way yeah so we can use that intentionally and you can use it for for a whole variety of things art product ideas stories so if we take writing as an example and we took two stories that we already know about okay so i i'd come up with harry potter um, which actually I'm not a huge fan, but... Um, oh, I, oh, I love Harry Potter. My other half loves it, so I've had to watch a load of them. But anyway, so if we take Harry Potter and Star Wars, again, Star Wars, not a favourite, but... I hate Star Wars. <laughs> but if we then think about all the kind of main aspects of Harry Potter, so I might list things like lives in a cupboard, child, wizard, magic, school, and battle. So you just pick, you know, some key elements of that story and then do the same with Star Wars. So might think space creature or alien, uh, princess, spaceships, droids and robots, battle and planet. So then all you do is take an element from one and mix it with an element from the other. So you go uh, aliens, so for example, which we had in Star Wars, and then oh. mix that with Harry Potter lives in a cupboard. So it's a story about an alien who's found living in a cupboard, which I always think sounds like E.T. <laughs> it does. That is really good. I like that. Or we could take, uh, again, lives in the cupboard from Harry Potter with the princess from Star Wars. And you've got a story about a princess who is locked away in a cupboard and no one knows who she exists. So you can do that with lots of different ways. You could take that, take a few different pieces of art and take different elements that you like about those bits of art and trying to combine them together. Yeah, I love that. And speaking of mashing things up, <clears throat> you might be surprised to learn that just by changing your daily routine and your everyday habits can stimulate the onset of new ideas. And I don't mean changing massive things. I'm talking about just the little things. So maybe try reading a book that you'd never normally choose and listen to a piece of music that you would never normally pick. But not only those obvious things. How about, and I've spoken about this before, but just for a couple of days or a day, swapping sides of the bed for a night, 
swap ends of the bath, change the seats at the dining table, uh, walk the dog in the opposite direction. Just try it for a couple of days and it helps you to see things in a whole new way. I've got to say, I have done most of those things. I did it for a couple of days um, and I was actually really surprised how weird it felt just to lie in the bath the other way around. And I mean, there is no reason for me why I have to sit the way I sit or lay or whatever. It's, you know, because the taps are on the side of the bath. But for some reason, every time I go in the bathroom, I sit in my bath the same way around. And it's just because it's become a habit. And when I swapped tens, I really liked it. It was like, oh, my bathroom looks so different this way. But the thing is, I know it sounds a bit bonkers, like there's no point. But actually, they say that changing your daily habits is meant to be really good for helping slow down the onset of senility because it helps to stimulate the receptors in the brain. So it's not just a bonkers experiment. Mixing things up is really good. I remember talking to this guy and I've completely forgotten. Oh, I know. It's escape adulthood is is the the guy and he was saying how we're so pre-programmed to do things like you were saying always be in the bathroom the same way around yeah but he, he suggests doing things like why do we have to have pudding after the main course I heard that one and it's been on my bucket list ever since to have my pudding first <laughs> and then my dinner <laughs> but it's strange isn't it because there's yeah. no reason we do it that way it's only because that has been set as that is what you do I mean we're talking about like everyday life and what we do it, that brings us into another idea which is to look back at your day and ask yourself questions about your day to get ideas so what you can do is set yourself an alarm at, I don't know whatever time you kind of finish work and you sat down for the day and then what you do is ask yourself three key things and you list out this these out so what did I do today who have I spoken to today and what did I watch, read, or listen to today? And then think about each of those things. And you want to list these out as well. So you want to think what you noticed about them, the conversations you had, the problems, the annoying bits. And then you try and look at how you could either solve those problems that you've heard about or what could you do with the interesting thing? How could they inspire you know, an idea? So if I give you an example, that's the easiest way to explain it. So... Once I went out shopping, clothes shopping in Leicester, and I used to wear, you know, those Fitbit things that track all your mileage? Oh, yeah. Uh, used to wear one of those, track my steps, and I noticed I walked six miles purely from shopping. Now, that, that's quite a lot. So you might then think, you know, how can I use that as a starting point for ideas? So there could be an app that links the idea of fitness and shopping, and there could be mileages around different shopping centers. And I'm sure the shops would absolutely love that because they could give you little incentives and coupons if you, you know, reach certain points. Um, I also created a cartoon which compared different elements of shopping with a fitness routine. So you can take any little daily elements or things you do and somehow grab ideas from that. You can actually you know, tailor it to what you're looking for or just come up with very, very random things. You're really good at that because you can even take notice of the really simple things. And I I remember once you were really inspired by bird poo. So (laughs) tell everyone, tell everyone about the bird poo if they don't know this already. Well, I actually thought you'd finally forgotten about this. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Because I wrote a blog post about it. I don't know if you remember that. I think that's how you found out. And it was called bird poo pony or something that was it yeah something like that. so anyway mine was really silly i was just walking my dog one day and on the ground there was this is really disgusting but a bird poo splat <laughs> really weirdly it looked just like a pony <laughs> in my head anyway so if i'd have had a camera at the time i literally thought about taking a photo of this thing and then i was going to draw on top of it you know and make it literally look like this pony i like put an put some eyes and and then I thought that's quite disgusting and I never actually went went through with it but I did write about it how you could get ideas from the you know the bizarrest of, of places I mean I think what I was saying about the getting ideas from your day you, you say I notice things more but I think you almost have to program yourself to notice so I could go through the whole of today and not notice anything But if I set myself a task tonight to look back at my day and think who I've spoken to, where I've been, what I've done, I'm far more likely to come up with ideas because it just passes you by otherwise. Yeah, and and i tell you one thing that every creative person should always do, and that is to carry a notebook. You absolutely must, you, you know, everywhere. If you're anything like me, you've got a brain like a colander. So even though I might find it easy to come up with ideas, 
you know, it can sometimes be difficult to hold onto them without writing them down. So this is a really simple but really valuable tip. If you don't write them down, they'll just disappear. Yeah, so do you think someone should always have a pen and paper handy as well? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I need to stop putting money where my mouth is. Yeah, (laughs) I I don't really, I've never felt like I needed a a notebook when I'm podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe next time. Yeah. Okay, Uh, another idea is to create a mood board, which you might also think of as an inspiration board. I saw that you'd put this. I've got a whiteboard in my studio, so whenever I come up with ideas, I I note my ideas down on that whiteboard. So how does my whiteboard then differ from a mood board? Well, I think your your whiteboard is very sort of defined ideas, I would imagine. Mm. So, so, so tell me, give me some of the things that are written on your whiteboard. Okay, well, obviously some of them are crossed out now, but the um, the five marbles and I'll have an idea for a title next to it, um, but it's literally just ideas of subjects and then possible titles so it's quite literal as in you've you've all almost i know you have to work out compositions and things like that but you've got a fairly fixed idea of what they're going to be used for yeah whereas i think a mood board what what you can do is think about you know a starting point a topic a theme a sort of mood and then you'll just collect together imagery that goes with that sort of feel if we were going to take the same examples we did before of reflections or glass, you might either take photos or rip bits of magazines and imagery, or even do an online one on Pinterest, you know, collect together images that way, all different things that felt like glass or reflective, and just put it on a board altogether. I actually really like a physical board sometimes. I do, because I do think everything's computerised and it's not the same, is it, as having no, something? Because if you have it physical, it's just there, isn't it, all the time? You can hmm. sort of, I think it's more of a subconscious thing yeah because it sort of sinks in when you're not even intentionally looking at it but but then you can just look at that mood board and, and pick elements of it whereas yours is very this is what I'm doing this you might look at this mood board but you might see an element and think oh I love that color combination or I love the way that has reflected in that or I love that I love that word. Maybe I can incorporate that word in or a word into whatever I'm doing somehow. It's much more of a inspiration rather than this is what it is. I think you can keep on reusing that as well. Yeah. We've already spoke about your whiteboard, but you can also use uh, bits of cut up imagery in different ways. Have you ever tried doing cut up poetry? No. So all you do is take up again, get some magazines, newspapers, anything like that. Go and look for interesting words. So sometimes like just different words will stand out to you. So grab a few and then you start just cutting them out and start to see how you can put them together. And you'll get some kind of quite odd words and poems coming together. And you can just use that, either use it as a starting point or actually create the entire thing out of it. And then obviously, if you want to, if you're really good at calligraphy or good at the computer, you can actually make it look nice as well once you've got your poem. Or even a little quote. Yeah, anything like that. I mean, you could even just use a couple of words as a starting point for a quote. Yeah, I'd like to try that, actually, because one thing I do love to do is I love writing. And I haven't had a great deal of time to do any creative writing recently, although we are writing our children's books. Yeah, that's that's, Yeah. I quite like to try that as as making little quotes or poems, because that sounds really good fun. Apparently, musicians have used that in the past to come up with lyrics for songs. I think they, it was David Bowie, apparently, who used it. It's a song about Major Tom. I oh, Ground Control to Major, yeah. Um, yeah. Space Odyssey, isn't it? I don't I'm know. Not, yeah, <clears throat> I'm not totally sure, but... Brilliant song, I love I, it. I have a feeling that that might have been inspired by bits of scrap words. Someone will probably tell me I'm wrong now, but I know, <laughs> I know musicians have used, used the yeah. technique. Really good idea, that. I like that. But you can also use the same technique, but cut out bits of imagery. So I've done it before. I've made characters, little cartoon characters, by cutting up bits of magazines. And the the, um, gadget magazines are really good for this. So you might cut up maybe a camera image or something like that, and then a barbecue base and put it together. And you think, oh, that might make a head and and you rip something else out that might make an arm. And you could either paste them down and kind of work over the top of it, or you could literally use it as a starting point, you know, draw it out, or do it digitally, or you take a photograph and, you know, draw over the top of it. That's quite fun to do. This is just leads me on, um, quite by accident, um, to thinking more like a child. 
studies have shown that if people try to think like a child, they actually become more creative. So children obviously tend to be far more spontaneous and uninhibited than us adults. Um, young children don't care whether they say something and what it, you know, what other people might think of it, whether it's wrong or stupid. So how can we do this? Well, obviously the best way is to really get involved in what they do. So when you next take your kids or your grandchildren to the beach, instead of lying in the sun and just watching them build sandcastles, join in. And if you're anything like me, you'll find yourself wanting to build something really elaborate. And you don't have to be at the beach to enjoy stuff like this. You could try making a sculpture out of stones or join in with them when they're making things with their Play-Doh. And you don't even have to be around children at all to be able to think like one remember tara the little animal i think we mentioned this earlier i made a little animal (laughs) which we called watson um out of dog hair and this dog hair is just the the hair that appeared to be floating all around my house i have a labrador by the way and it was so silly i just i just piled all the hair together and made this little almost like a hamster shape and then i had these googly eyes which i stuck on it was so silly but i found it really amusing and that's therapeutic isn't it yeah and that was basically thinking like a child so you can do all sorts of other things you've not done since you were little so I don't know climb a tree do a handstand all of these things help you see different you know things in different way and stimulate the creative side of your brain but I do think we should put a little disclaimer out there that if anyone falls out of a tree we can't be held responsible right (laughs) because we've never been responsible for anything (laughs) well that that idea of the bad ideas like getting everyone to climb a tree leads on quite nicely (laughs) to our next thing so yeah this one is coming up with deliberately bad ideas and I think this is a really fun thing to do you know before I was saying about you could use things from your day Mm. little elements from your day we try and do the same thing but come up with a really really bad idea about it so if I go back to a day in my past one of the people I spoke to during the day was my mum who was about to go on holiday And she couldn't decide what to pack. And she absolutely hates packing. I hate packing too. If I was going to come up with bad ideas to help her, I would say, don't bother taking any clothes. Or I would say, even worse idea, wear the suitcase. So you just try and go as ridiculous as possible. And then you look at that and think, okay, how can I use that in some way? And obviously you can tailor it to whatever you're trying to do. I could use it as a basis for a cartoon. Someone who hates so much that they go on a nudist holiday quite a cute little cartoon or you could take (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) you could take the idea of the suitcase that's not being used because she hasn't taken it with her and make art in cases you know quite cute you could hang on the wall or you could cover suitcases with words or something like that you could write a story about a suitcase that gets lost or thrown out Um, and I think these are already in existence but you could perhaps create jackets and trousers that are completely full of pockets. So essentially you pack all your clothes on yourself rather than taking can, a suitcase. Can you imagine customs? Oh, <laughs> you'd be a nightmare. You'd have to unpack yourself to put yeah. you know, be, to put through the x-ray machine. And It'd then be a strip search, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would. I mean, you've got some ideas, Tara, I've never even heard of, um, and that was definitely one of them. So um, you can share these other ones because there's one that you mentioned that I've got, and I've never heard of this, the scamper technique. What's that about? Now, this is a really well-known creativity technique, and I don't even know who wrote it, but I read about it in a, a guy called Michael McCalco, his books. He has really good creative thinking books. So it stands for substitute is the S, combine, adapt, modify, put to another use, eliminate and reverse. And essentially what you do is whatever you're working on, you question the thing using those words. And if I give you an example, it makes more sense. So if you were creating art, you would say something like, what could I substitute for the paper? So you you might draw on something else. That's immediately, you know, a new way of doing something. That makes sense. You would then say, what materials could I combine? So instead of using whatever you normally draw with, you might use new things. You could say, how could I adapt, which is a word, my drawing method or painting tools? Again, it just shifts, you know, what you're doing at the moment. Um, I know you wrote down some notes for your next one and I accidentally deleted them. You did. (laughs) So I'm not completely sure if I've got the same notes as I had before. It was something about an ideas list. Yes, it is. And and basically this method is a method I learned about from James Altucher, who's who's a well-known entrepreneur. 
Mm. And what he suggests is that you should try coming up with 10 ideas a day to, to build that idea muscle. He does that by coming up with lists first. So he might say, today I'm going to come up with a list of 10 glass objects I could paint or 10 cartoons I could create based on getting lost, you know. So basically you set yourself a list challenge but come up with a title for the heading. Yeah. So that that's what he does. So he pre-comes up with those headings and then each day you have to set a timer you know, for when you're going to do it and go in and do those. And he reckons that when you start doing it, you know, you might get to five or six and you get stuck. But the more and more you do it, it just flows and you don't have problems with it anymore. And that's another way, I suppose, of exercising your creative side, right? Exactly. And um, what else have we got? Creativity cards. Have you ever made creativity cards? No. And do you know what? I feel the same way about that as you did about covering the sketchbook. <laughs> I just would never do this. <laughs> but go for it because other people might. Okay, so all you do is when you're actually feeling inspired, you create creativity cards for when you're not, which makes it easier. Yeah. So on them, you just put little prompts. So if you were doing art, for example, you might put, what if you use your left hand or what if you changed the scale? Or if it was for writing, you might put, what if it was set back in time? Or what if there was no light? Things like that. And the idea is, say say you're working on an art project or you're working on, you know, some drawings mm. and you're, you're really, really blocked. You'll just take one of those cards and think, okay, I'll try using my left hand or okay, I'll try doing something really big or really tiny. And it just gets you out of that block. A lot of these ideas are really good for writers, more than more than even artists. A lot of these ones that you're talking about, the ones that you I don't, don't know anything you, about. Because <laughs> yeah. you can so, you can buy them, can't you, I think? Yeah, I've got some oh, by cards. the guy I mentioned before, the Michael Macalco. I've got yeah. some his cards. But the only problem with the ones you buy is they're not always that tailored to what you do. No. They're, they're more like a kind of random word type thing. Whereas yeah. I think sometimes you can do this, you can much more tailor it to you know your thing and your own craft what you're doing as well exactly yeah yeah um another thing I'm not going to go on about this for too long because I know I've spoken about this a few times before but just in case anyone hasn't heard me talk about it everybody should allow themselves to be in silence for at least half an hour a day so if you think about it when was the last time Tara that you were in a really quiet space with absolutely nothing going on around you uh it depends what you mean by nothing, because obviously I work on my own. So that's yeah, but I'm talking about not staring at a computer screen. No, yeah, never, never. No, and that's not actually that healthy because our brains these days are constantly being bombarded by noise, whether it's music, TV, squabbling kids, um, even two nutty women <laughs> wittering on on a podcast. <laughs> but we should all make a conscious effort sometimes to listen to nothing at all and also come away from the computer screen and a phone and all the other bits um, the distractions we have and one of the ways I do this is um, I just tie it in with when I walk the dog down the woods I used to always listen to something or chat to someone on the phone but now at least on one of my walks a day I switch my phone to silent put it in my pocket and I just walk and then all I can hear is the birds and it is just so nice and by giving our brains a rest from all of those external distractions that we're constantly being bombarded with it allows the space for new ideas to filter in and to be honest I think it's really good for our mental health too yeah I mean I can't actually imagine you being silent for half an hour a day but <laughs> Because I know you also, you do one quiet work, don't you? But then you do another one where you quite often dictate. Yes, things. I do. I, I used to do two quiet walks a day. Um, and now I, I, since we've been doing all this, what I do is I use my second walk to dictate notes and things. Um, well, for things like this. Rather than have to do it and sit at a computer screen, I just talk as I go around the woods. So. You do send me some funny texts that you've dictated as well, don't you? <laughs> yeah, that's Siri. Sometimes he doesn't understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I tell the people the funny one where I got them? Um, well, I'm going to tell them. Um, the funny one where you texted me something and I can't remember what it was about. But at the end of it, though, I got, good boy, Sherlock, good boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think I texted you and I always talk text because I, I just can't be bothered with the whole using my thumbs for a half an hour. I just talk it in. And for whatever reason, obviously, I I don't know. I must have. 
turn it off quick enough. I didn't turn it off. <laughs> so then you've got me yeah, saying, good boy, good boy, Sherlock. And it's obviously come up on the text before I've pressed send. <laughs> so good. Uh, but if all else fails, take a break. Maybe it's just time to recharge. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as it's not for too long. You know, give yourself a, um, set yourself a time, maybe a week of doing nothing. And then hopefully it'll just allow your, your brain to recharge a little bit. Yeah, I think even sleeping on something sometimes can help. Mm. I know I know when I've done jobs, that definitely does. It's almost like your subconscious gets to work. Yeah. That, doing that, I suppose that is a silent time, isn't it? Well, yeah. Although, unless you're dreaming. Yeah, that's true. I can't imagine thinking of any ideas when I sleep. Although I do sometimes have them and they wake me up. Have you ever had that before where you've had an idea in the middle of the night and you've... Well, I used to keep a notebook by the bed, but it wasn't really while I was asleep. It'd be just before I was going to sleep, I'd think, or something. Mm. And and if you don't write it down, yeah, you guarantee gone. it'll be gone the next day. So we've um, got a question, haven't we? We've oh, got no. a question for last time, haven't oh, we, yeah. first? You can do that then. So the last question was, what is your favourite famous painting and why? And we had tonnes of answers to this. We're going to read out a few. So Caroline Hart, she said... I love Edward Hopper's paintings. I saw Hotel Room in a gallery in Madrid. I like the stories his paintings create, and I also like portraits, so Augustus John, Laura Knight, and Modigliani are also favourites. Well, I love Edward Hopper as well, and I don't know if you remember the last episode. I was trying to I was trying to say what my favourite painting was, and I think I called it Nighttime at the Cafe, but it's not. I looked it up afterwards, and it was actually called Nighthawks. And um, so that's one of my favourite paintings. Um, Catherine King, The Mona Lisa, because I have seen it in real life and every time I see it, I'm always struck by how small it is. And yeah, I've heard this as well. It is really small because I always assumed it was a big painting, but it's actually 30 by 21 inches. So it's really little. I'm sure I've seen this in London years ago. Mm. Does it, it must get lent out, does it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's how I've seen it. Because all these people were talking about Louvre and I was thinking, I've never been to the Louvre, but I'm sure I saw it, you know, when I was yeah. in my teens or 20s. Yeah, they do. I'm sure they do. Um, but yeah, that is, you would imagine it would be yeah, you a would. lot bigger. And it's funny when you see these famous paintings and you have this vision, don't you, of what they would look like for real. And you can't always get the scale, can you? And some of them are no. tiny. I think there was one by Will. I went to a Turner exhibition once and... Um, there was a painting he did. Got a feeling it was called Sunset. He did a lot of really big paintings, but there's one beautiful painting, and it's probably my favourite one of his. I thought it was going to be huge, and it was a lot smaller than the Mona Lisa. So I was really surprised by that. That reminds me of broccoli. Broccoli? <laughs> yeah, because that thing where you can't tell scale. Right? <laughs> Sorry, enlighten me. What did you put in your tea this morning? <laughs> I ordered some broccoli online once. Right. A little packet of broccoli. And I ended up with this massive, like, lifetime supply of broccoli. <laughs> like a hessian like sack. It's like a painting. Did you not? Did the price not give it away? No, I think it must have been an offer or something. And I just assumed, you know, it was this, but it was like party size broccoli, obviously. Only you could go from Turner painting to broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> Are you mind mapping, mapping as we're doing? It's a random that? word there. <laughs> broccoli. Oh, so I've also got Alan Green. This view of the Thames at Hampton Court by Alfred Sisley. You can just reach out and touch the sunshine. I've not actually seen that one. Um, no, I don't know. I'll have to look that one up. Um, we've also got Joanne Spencer. She says, John Singer Sargent's gassed. I come from a military family and served in the RAF for six years. I've seen the original and it took my breath away. It encompasses all of the cliches you hear about man's humanity to man, or rather inhumanity to man, sorry, the futility of war, etc., which are absolutely right. The military taught me about teamwork, camaraderie, the need to work to get together to achieve the end result. The painting puts that across in the way that the soldiers are linked together and all need each other to get through this. I can also see the confusion in the soldiers as well as the despair. So I've got Kraken Creations, and I'm going to have trouble with pronouncing this, La Muchacha on la Ventana by Dali. See, I, I, I from... deliberate, deliberately left the, the really, yes, really difficult one for you this time. <laughs> 
And she says, I saw it for the first time in, in Rina, Sophie in Madrid and immediately burst into tears. It gave me such an immediate sense of calm in an otherwise fevered mind. And now I have a huge print of it in my living room. That's amazing, isn't it? Such emotion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then we've got Maz Hawks, only famous in my little art bubble, but Peter Lanyon's Soaring Flight series takes my breath away. Ali Wilkinson, copywriter, and she says, I'm not sure if I have a favourite, but I do love a Lowry. There's something sad but simple that really draws me in, and I do love the industrial backdrop. Yeah, I love Lowry as well, and I don't like industrial <clears throat> paintings in general, but I do love Lowry's. They're a bit different. They're more about people, aren't they, I yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. So have you got a new question for us? I have. Um, and today's question is, what is the best art exhibition or creative event that you have ever attended and why? So what is the best art exhibition or creative event that you have ever attended and why? What's yours, Tara? Oh, God. Oh, don't ask me this on the spot. <laughs> I'll tell you about mine. Go on, then. Mine actually was a Turner um uh, a Turner exhibition and what I loved about it was not I mean I love the paintings they were amazing they really were but what I love so much about it is they had in glass cabinets they had um things like his the actual palette he used and um like his wallet and that was all covered in paint finger marks and and things like that but they also had a load of his sketchbooks, his actual sketchbooks, just open on certain pages in these glass cages. And what I noticed was a lot of the sketches that he had drawn were in the town that I live. Yeah, right. Yeah. So did, could, did it, could you actually see the places in them? Yeah, there was one across the weald and you could see the church in the background and... Um, yeah, I knew exactly where it was. I knew yeah. I knew straight away. And there was loads of them. So he he obviously did a lot round round here. Apparently it was one of his favourite places to sketch. So that's why I like that one. Have you thought well, of something yet? Well, no, I do remember years and years ago seeing um Picasso's sketches, but I think it was like, you know, when I was at school or in the sixth form or something mm. at the time. I remember that being quite interesting. Yeah. But but now I don't really go to sort of exhibitions like that. But I do like, say, for example, when we go on holiday, if, before we had the dog, we'd go and have a look around, you know, in Cornwall, if you were down there, or Devon, we'd look around. Yeah. And I, I quite like that, just looking at, you know, local people's work more than going to the big painters, probably. Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, I like um, going to local galleries. I always get yeah. really inspired. Um, yeah, so as always, you can tweet us your answers um, at Kit Creatives. Or let us know in the Facebook group, which, by the way, if you haven't already joined, I highly recommend that you do. And we will put the question up there and also on the Facebook page and, of course, our Instagram page, Kick and the Creatives. Tara, do you realise we've managed to go through a whole episode without mentioning Danny Gregory or John Bergerman? Oh, thank goodness you've got it in. <laughs> and it are we going to tell me? I thought, are we going to tell people no, that we might know? Okay, no, top secret. All sorry. I'm say is, we're very excited. Yes. Very, 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 very excited. Oh, uh, have you actually told people our website that no. they can also pop, oh, pop over to kickingthecreatives.com if they want to find out the latest challenges? And, of course, sign up for our newsletter if you want to find out what challenges are coming up, see what people have been doing. If anyone was on our newsletter list, we have this new, oh, this new technical jargony, legally thing called GDPR, where basically we have to get your approval again to be on our list to send you the emails. So we did send out a, a, something to say, if you want to still get our newsletter, click this button, just in case you forgot or anything, and you do want to get back on our list, just go to our website, kickingthecreatives.com, and at the sidebar there, just sign back up and we'll send it to you. Yeah, I mean, the newsletter is is the way to find out, you know, the challenges that are coming up first. Um, we also send links to latest podcast episodes and um, we also share some of your work as well. Is that it for today? I think it is. Yeah, see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Do you want to do another one? 
Do you, are you enjoying this? You can't yeah. put all these in the podcast. No, I won't. Okay. I'm running out of paper. Okay. Okay, what product are we doing for the advert then? For another advert? Um, Mascara. Okay, product is mascara. Right, I'm going to go for a random noun again then. So what would direction make you think of? Um, what about curve? Curve. And then curve, bending the road. What does road make you think about? Let's just say trip. Okay, trip. What does trip make you think of? Oh, God, I know what's coming next. Oh, no. No, I, I, I have not thought of drugs at all. It was only because you just said that. Okay. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> okay, drugs. I'm pretty sure it sounds like we're on drugs half the time when we're yeah. doing this podcast. We're, we're only on tea bags, aren't we? No, we're on mascara. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm oh! <laughs> I meant that's when we're drunk. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I'm on coffee. All right. That could explain a little bit. Drugs. Yeah. Drugs. Okay, hospital. Okay. Okay, let's do one more after hospital. Um. After hospital, doctor. Doctor. Okay, now we take any of those words and now we're going to try and relate it back to mascara. Okay, so how can we use curve, road, trip, drugs, hospital, or doctor and somehow make it an interesting thing about mascara? Mm, okay. So, well, I can think of the word well, there could be like a, a doctor in a hospital yeah. <laughs> who who is, I don't know, issuing some kind of drugs to a patient um, and is blown away by her beautiful sweeping eyelashes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> go on, you try something. Okay, so um, maybe someone goes in to have plastic surgery. Oh, uh, yeah. She thinks she needs plastic surgery. She so she goes to see the doctor, and he he takes one look at her. He goes, "I've got something even better for you." <laughs> and hands her the mascara. That's all you need. You're beautiful <laughs> enough already. Ah, oh, and they lived happily ever <laughs> after. <laughs> That's it. The end.